The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. Hey, well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. It is so good to be with you today. Like always, I'm your host, and I'm here with Brandy, Angie, Ben, and we have a special guest today, and it is none other than Matt Smith. What's popping, podcast people? <laughs> there right? we go. That's, hey, that's it. Okay. That's right. it. I'm trying my best. Matt did the intro. What's popping, podcast people? There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, speaking of things that I say, just to get us kicked off today, <laughs> y'all pick on me too much. Mm. And last week... I think we hold back. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you make it so easy. Well, I don't appreciate last week when we got finished, y'all started laughing at me. And I still don't know what I said. What did I say that was so wrong? Well, I think you created a new book of the Bible called <laughs> Exodus. Oh, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> an accident? <laughs> I said that for real. For real. Yes. Oh, my. And y'all just let me go. Well, it was. we were too far in. It's fine. <laughs> Come on. A true friend would, you know, let me know. See, I've always said similar instead oh. of similar. Similar. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Still not sure. Right, does it? Anyway. Work in progress, bro. <laughs> I have said that wrong my entire life, but Kelsey Walsh is the only one that cared enough to let me know that I was saying it wrong. So, Kelsey, I love you. We all love you for it. What are some words y'all say wrong? Well, apparently, <laughs> it's not called wrestling. That's a conscious But I choice. will, let's say that it took till episode 10 that we got to talk about wrestling. <laughs> So. This has seriously been his dream for all the episodes, folks. Been trying to make connections with wrestling. Since really episode has. one, he's been trying to sneak in wrestle. Uh-huh. <laughs> no one thought it to be a good idea. but Still don't. Okay. <laughs> Matt, with, with worship, in all the years you've been leading worship, I'm sure there have been some good worship bloopers. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, one happened recently. Um here at the Lincoln Road campus when Taurus, the guy who sings for us here at Lincoln Road, who's our music director, he was just sweetly and intentionally singing the last low verse of a song. Um, And I was supposed to do Welcome, and I immediately, during the middle of him singing this beautiful, soft verse, say, (laughs) Welcome to Venture Church! And I raised my hands up like someone just kicked a 60-yard field goal. It was really loud and confident. Yeah, so uh, that happened. That was a thing. Um, and then there was this other instance where back when we used to do experiences in the North Venue. Uh, R.I.P. My, yeah. <laughs> my mic was on and uh, in the house, and I didn't know that. And I thought, for some reason, the best thing for me to do in that moment was to quote a Batman movie <laughs> to everyone else in the band, to which I said, where are you taking them, Joker? And <laughs> Everybody immediately just like looks at me in the room, and I'm like, "Well, they heard that." So, um, hey, let's stand and sing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, plenty, plenty, and there's probably a lot more to come. So just uh, keep, you know, come to church. You, you never know; you'll Stay see. Tuned. 
Yeah, come on. My favorite was with Trey. This was about a year and a half ago. We were singing My Testimony. And you know how, I mean, you know, you're a worship leader on how you set us up with the words for the verse. Yeah, like a lead in. Yeah, a little preview. And uh, very first words of that verse is, I saw Satan. <laughs> and so Trey just opens up with, I saw Satan. Here we go. He <laughs> tried. Oh, man. I love that. Man, well, Matt is here with us today because he's going to be talking to us about what worship is, and he's going to give us um, just a little insight on the album that our team has been writing and working on for several years now. we got a live recording coming up, so we want to talk through all of that. But first, guys, what is your thoughts on worship? Like, If you had to define worship or explain that to somebody, how would you do so? Mm. I've always kind of viewed it as our response um, back to God for all that he's done. And I guess for me, that takes intentionality. So like when you're about to sing these lyrics, getting in this mindset of remembering what God's done for you, and this is your response back to that. Don't know that that's accurate. That's just how I view it. (laughs) I always kind of think about the definition even outside of church, you know, to worship something It has my full attention, my full everything. Like my focus is all on that thing. And so I guess when I bring that into the church perspective, when we begin to worship in whatever way that is, my attention should be fully focused on God. So good. Ben, I know you've been wrestling with this question. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Oh, man. Uh, I see it a little bit more of like a lifestyle kind of thing Mm -hmm. and not a something necessarily that's set apart for one moment or instant or um but that it's just kind of a a a lifestyle matt what would you say yeah um i think first off with worship it's a lot of everything that you guys just said especially angie what you're talking about about a response right to what god has done and it's a lot of just i know we've talked about this as a church before being with god you know before we do anything for god and um, everybody worships something, right? A.W. Tozer talks about how we are wired to worship. And I love that quote and how he, how he says, when you get the butterflies in your stomach, when something great happens and you respond with joy and excitement, and exuberance, it's because God placed that within you. The question is, where are you directing it? And, and how are you utilizing that? So I think worship in itself is just this all-encompassing relationship with the Father. And it's just recognizing that you're with the Father, you know, so. So good. And you can do that anywhere, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Yeah. Just at church. Yeah. This can happen outside of Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we got to be really careful too, right? Not to, um, especially in what I do, um, confuse singing songs and, and praising God with worship. And I don't mean that it's not worship. I just mean that it's a facet of worship, Right. Uh, I think sometimes we tend to, whenever you use that 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 word, people think, "Oh, that's that's you know, singing some songs in church and standing up and raising my hands." And that's yes, but but no, right? It's a part of the greater part of worship. It's our praise. So that is our response. Louis Giglio says, "You know, it's the returning of breath that the Father's given us," which I love that. Like He's placed it within you. Let's give it back. And um, with our praise, you know, like that, that's just a facet. So worship for me, you know, I'm a, a worship pastor. And for me, um, some of the greatest worship I have is driving in my truck to the church, five o'clock in the morning, get everything ready 
and not listening to anything, just being with God. And worship happens in silence sometimes. And sometimes it happens having a conversation with someone who may not even be a believer. Sometimes it happens, you know, sitting down and reading the word. It's, it's this all encompassing thing. And I think to put it in a box is to really limit what God can do with it. Yeah, for sure. And just to touch on silence, that is so underestimated in our culture. Yeah. Silence is so good for our soul. I read this book by John Mark Comer several years ago. And so I've read it three more times since the first time I read it. It's called Garden City. It's had such an impact mm. in my life. And in that, he he shows how the word for worship in Hebrew is also the same word for work. Yeah. It's abide. And abide means to work or to serve. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, when God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, he tells him to work it, abide it, and subdue it, meaning that our worship is to be work or service to God and to people. Mm. So just some real-life practical implications of that is when we go to work and when we do a good job at our job, that is worship. Yeah. That is bringing glory to God. Yeah. Like if, if you coach Little League Baseball, coach it to the glory of God. Mm. Like work and let that be worship. And people will see your good deeds and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I love it. I love how this concept of worship impacts everything that we do. Right. Like we said earlier, it's a lifestyle. But specifically... To the worship experience, like when we are worshiping, when we are lifting our hands in song and in praise, what what's your what's your favorite go to <laughs> posture? <laughs> you know, I like the little frisbees. You know, my hands are out. I'm just I'm just receiving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just plates. Yeah. I think I go to the prayer pose a little more with my hands together. I don't know why. I can't explain. Put your it. hands together. They Do you just, just rock come a little together bit? Together a little bit. Got the sway, you know, like the it. mom sway. I like it. It's almost impossible to not have the sway. Um, I, I, I can't know. stop I, it. I can't either. What do they call that inflow? I've been hearing that. Where you just. I don't know. There's... You just can't stop it. <laughs> Are we all rocking right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> it's just infectious, man. We're yeah. waiting on Matt to sing for us. <laughs> Then when you wrestle with the Lord, how do you? <laughs> I cannot. No, like I was just, I was just thinking. I think I'm like I'm a bouncer, like on my toes. <laughs> you know, like I just kind of bounce standing there, and um, so many times for me in a worship experience, huh. I'm I might not be singing, but just worshiping in my own way yeah. of acknowledging, you know, who God is in that moment, and. Absolutely. Um, but then there have been times that have been really powerful, and you got you, you're talking about like a worship posture. But I've found myself so many times n- noticing that like I'll cross my arms, and then a lot of times I think it's a it's a way I don't even realize like it's subconsciously of like as as I've grown through that hmm. of trying to really wanting to live in the freedom of Christ and just and worship him. And subconsciously I sometimes don't allow myself to, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even realize that I've got my arms, my arms crossed. Um, so you're saying like your arms crossed could be like symbolic of how you're not open to the Lord in a way. Yeah. For, for like me, in yeah, your that's heart. what, yeah. Like yeah. in my heart, in my heart, like I've recognized that, like it just in my posture of my posture of worship, you know, and I can get caught up in, what are people around me thinking, and um, you know those, those kinds of things. So it can be 
um, it can be a challenge, a challenge for me. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, Matt, is, is there, is there some biblical logic or yeah, reasoning to all of this or absolutely. is this just something we do? Absolutely. And, and, and first off too, like, I think to, something to encourage everyone in the room, everyone listening and, and I have to encourage our worship leaders of this that, you know, when you take the stage and, and you're trying to lead people to the throne of God, just because they don't raise their hands or open their mouth to sing doesn't mean that they're not worshiping, right? So if if you came to my child's birthday and you brought him a gift, I'm not going to complain, right, that of the gift that you brought, you brought a gift. And we have to realize that with the father and his son and how we praise him. Mm-hmm. God doesn't look at the gift you bring and judge it, right? God looks at the gift that you brought. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's so important that uh, we realize that everybody does it differently, and if we were all made the same, then we would think raising your hands is weird, mm-hmm. right? But God made us differently, so understanding that is huge. It is beautiful, though, scripturally, how we naturally do these things, right? I'm pretty sure the majority of us, including me, right, didn't go read the Bible to learn how to react in to a feeling, right, of worship. We do it naturally because, like I said earlier, we're wired to do that. Um, it's kind of the same thing as when your team scores a touchdown and you throw your hands up in the air. Or when you interrupt someone in the middle of a song on a Sunday morning and you throw your hands up in the air. Um, anyway, uh, so just some examples of that uh, is there's actually scriptural reference. In Exodus and Romans, it talks about tada, right? And how that is sacrifice. Um, yada is expressed in Exodus and First Timothy. That's the lifting of hands, right? Uh, Barak is expressed in Exodus and Psalm. That is actually bowing before the Lord. Uh, Shabbat and Psalm and Isaiah is shouting. Uh, Zamah, what we do the most of, is in Psalm and Ephesians. That's singing or playing of instruments. The halal, which is my favorite, uh, celebration to boast or to rave. The beautiful thing about the halal is it's actually a song that the, uh, the Jewish people would sing after Passover. And the reason this is so impactful is because if you're actually reading scripture after the last supper, Jesus is walking with the disciples uh, to the garden and they are singing the halal. Oh, wow. And little do they know that they are praising the son of God while the son of God is with them. That's so good. Um, I did not know that. And the te- tehalal, which is also difficult for me to say, uh, <laughs> is in Psalm and Isaiah and that's singing, dancing and praising. So all of these things are there scripturally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's intentionality behind the way that we respond, and God made us that way. If you want proof that he made you to worship, you do it without even knowing that it was probably in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so beautiful, beautiful ways to respond. Yeah, That's awesome. Well, can, can we just talk for the next few minutes about the album that's being recorded? And I'm just curious, what is your favorite Venture original song? I'm going to have to go with, um, I think it's called Fall in Love. Is yeah. that right? Yep. Oh, Tightrope. So <laughs> good. It's so good. There's a phrase in there, and I'm not going to get it right, but it's the part that talks about um, my grip undone by the peace yeah. of God, I think. Yeah. Gosh, that just gets me every time. Just the imagery of that, yeah. to think that you can let go by the peace of God. Yeah. Awesome. I think mine's grace greater than because I love the little nod back to the older song that mm. I always grew up singing, but then how it is also connected to something that's new, and that means a lot to me. So that's my favorite. This is like choosing some place to go eat. <laughs> I have a hard time making a choice. What are you on the Enneagram? Nine. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, grace. Um, and then I also, I was just thinking about too, like, which, what have I found myself humming and singing to myself a lot lately? 
It's your church. Hmm. I just I find myself singing that. When you put it that way, I've caught mm-hmm. myself humming family reunion a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> like so that one's just the most fun. That's like I my think. anthem. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the ones I'm most proud of. It was sure. described to me one time as a catchy tune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you nice. like that. A catchy, catchy tune. tune. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Whose papa said that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> straight out of Ben right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tyler, what's your favorite? Oh, man, I love so many of them. But at this particular moment, Welcome Home, mm-hmm. especially when like, we have sang that in the jail from time yeah. to time and yeah. just seeing, um, seeing how that resonates with the hearts of people. You want to explain why you've been to jail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should probably add some context to that. To be clear, it wasn't while Tyler himself was in jail. <laughs> or was it? What do y'all think so, of me? We got I a book this guy. He's saying words like Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll clear it up for I'm everyone the since Tyler won't. <laughs> they do have a jail ministry through the Stone County campus, guys. I felt like that was obvious. Yeah. It's not it's obvious not, to everyone. It's not obvious to everyone. <laughs> and out of all of us, I mean, you might be the one most likely. I'm just yeah. saying, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. I think I'm on the other end of the table. Yeah, so. I, was, okay, I was saying yeah, Matt okay. by four. You're pretty, Maybe. You're pretty solid today, That's true. But Matt, like you've been in on the writing process of all these songs, so how yeah. do you possibly choose a favorite out of oh, the list? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know that there's necessarily a favorite. I guess for me, the one that means the most is mm-hmm. here there, just because it's, you know, my wife, Lakin, and I, we've, we've, uh, we've gone through so many different seasons in life. And what we would always say to one another is, Hey, if he got us here, he'll get us there. Mm-hmm. And, and just to see, you know, that was the very first song we ever sang for our church that we wrote. And to see the response to that is, it's kind of overwhelming. And, um, so it's a, it has a special place in my heart just because of, of, you know, I love my wife and, um, just knowing how gracious God has been, you know, we have a little boy now and another one on the way and, mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much to be grateful for. So, that's awesome. So, tell us, yeah, live album recording is coming up. It's coming when, up. When, where, what, why? Yeah, October 22nd here at the Lincoln Road campus, 4142 Lincoln Road, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, 39402. <laughs> to be specific. You're welcome. Uh, type that in your Waze app. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, be here. We would love to have you. We have approximately. 1,250 possible tickets to be sold. As of right now, in this recording, half of those are sold, um, which is is huge. And so if you're one of those people that's like, I think I'm just going to wait till the week of, the week of may not come for you. So I, I do urge you to go get a ticket, you know, invite someone um, even. You know, they may not know the songs, and, um, but I hope, hopefully they can hear the gospel. And that's the most important part about this is, and the whole reason we're doing this, it's not for anyone not even the world to hear these songs and be like, man, those are incredible. It's for our church and our people to hear the songs that are written for them, you know, and, and to know that like when they sing, they are our sound. Um, so that's why it's so important to have our people here and us to lift up the name of God together. Um, it just, I, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm so grateful for uh, Kevin, the production guys, everybody that's played such a huge role in, in making this thing happen. Uh, the people that believed and, and um, being able to help fund something like this, it's, it's, it's God. That's all it is, and it's a blessing. So really, really excited about it. Well, I know that I personally am really looking forward to it. And so, Matt, I want to thank you for joining us today. 
Yeah. Um, I'm glad everybody got to hear from you and hear your heart. So with that, you want to you want to give us a sign off? I'm going to say uh, what my little boy likes to say to everybody. And see you later, alligator. <laughs> After we're out, we're out, we're out. It's okay. <laughs> Exodus. <laughs> it's full circle in the podcast studio. Uh, well, y'all, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next time. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.